Welcome to Uncaged, a show that celebrates thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. Today, we're speaking with Jan Valverde Amunarit. Did I get that right, Jan? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Jan, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So Jan has done a lot of amazing things. Uh, I would say the big thing we're going to be talking about today is the new organization that he started, Jan Valverde, which is really focused around business transformation and the passion that he has for working with companies around business transformation and doing that at an accelerated pace, doing it in, 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 a, in a more effective way. But before we get into the Jan Valverde as a business story, Jan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Yeah, sure. Sure. So um, my name is John Valverde Amunariz. You got it pretty much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Spain. I live in, uh, I was born in a small city of Spain called San Sebastian. I don't live there now. I live in beautiful, another, beautiful yeah. place. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. So, but, but I lived for the last 20 years in, in another city called Burgos, uh, two hours drive from Madrid. I'm a young 54 year old man. Um, <laughs> And I've been in the business in the, of the industry probably most of my time. I was I was literally born in a in a company. My parents, my father's and mother mother's company. When I was a little kid, I was uh, I was living literally on top of, of the machines of my company. So I've been in contact with business since I was very very small. Okay, and I've been working. With, in my parents' company for 11 years, I've been working in public and private companies in different sectors, big companies, small companies, SMEs. Uh, and uh, I've always, uh, I've been very lucky because I've been having an education abroad. I've been studying and living in, in the UK. I've been studying in France as well for five years. I've been living in Brazil. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that because that was my education I, I received from my parents. And then I joined uh, uh, when I was in a big company such as L'Oreal. I I actually learned to do consultancy, okay? Because uh, so uh, uh, I learned how to do that. And then I I left the company. I started doing that on my own. Right? That was back in 2013. And then I started building my my first. A little company, and then I started to grow, and until I joined a, a bigger company, which I've been for the last five five years, until last November that I decided to jump in to a new business of my own. So, so that's my new adventure, and that uh, it is a it is out of the consultancy as such, uh, but it is more in the business advisory. Uh, so that, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, and I'm excited to learn and drill down a little bit more on what you're doing and the approach that Jan Valverde takes in terms of transformation. I know that you're a big proponent of OKR and the thinking there. So tell me a little bit more about how you approach challenges at Jan Valverde. Okay, sure. So. Um, in the, in the consultancy industry for the last for the 
10, 15, 20 years, uh, most of the, uh, the main approach was always uh, improving processes, okay? So that was the, the main focus, we had to improve processes. So, but what happens is that um, by, by uh, improving processes, you just cannot transform the company as fast as the market change. Okay, mm-hmm. so what has happened in the markets of the in all markets, um, in all sectors, is that they are changing very fast, and the companies they, they just cannot keep up the pace. Okay, so what happened in the last fifteen years, um, um, eighteen years actually, was that uh, new drivers of transformation uh, appeared, such as agile, for example. It was a, a big a big and mainstream on the moment. So every every company wanted to become agile. Okay. So it was a, a big thing. But in the last five, six years, especially in Spain, no, not in the US, but but in Spain, for example, uh, a new a new driver uh, appeared mm-hmm. and that was OKR. Okay. So the thing is uh, and the reason why it appeared because we needed to transform companies faster and faster. Okay. Okay. So Jan, walk us through the acronym. Tell us how it plays. Okay. So OKR stands for objectives and key results. And the objective actually is pretty much connected to the vision of a company. So normally the objectives you have objectives, which are aspirational, motivational, qualitative. So becoming uh, the best place to work or uh, becoming, um, uh, you want to become uh, one of the top five companies in the world in your sector. Okay, so that's the objective, and then you connect to that to those objectives. You connect what you call the key results, and the key results are actually the 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 compass that tells you that you are actually going in that direction of your objective. So key results are quantitative. Okay, so it's a matrix that you 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 write down, such as okay. I'm going to measure this and I want to change from X to Y in mm-hmm. this time. Okay. So, so that, that little combination of quantitative and qualitative is what, uh, works, uh, what, but what becomes the, the OKR. Okay. It's pretty, it, it's very, very simple, but mm-hmm. it's very powerful at the same time. Yeah, no, I get it. And I uh, would say that as someone who's been involved in kind of transformational efforts at companies, Simplicity is key, <laughs> especially because usually transformation happens at a moment where a company that's been doing something for a long time one way suddenly has to kind of break things and kind of shift it. And it's very hard, very hard for people to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, and the reason why actually for me, um, it was uh, maybe f- four years ago what I, what I, what I had my probably my biggest disruption in terms of uh, professional understanding of organizations. Okay. So, uh, and that was just because I understood how OKRs work because mm-hmm. people understand that OKR is just another tool for deploying uh, objectives or, or key KPIs along the company, but that's not the, that's not really what makes them so powerful. What makes them so powerful is that if you want to apply OKRs, you have to distract your company. You have to eliminate all the barriers, all the departments, and you have to transform the company into an ecosystem of teams that we call squads 
which are connected uh, between them and to which you uh, and, and which create their own OKRs as a contribution to the OKRs of the company. So what happens here is that everyone in the company becomes entrepreneurs because mm. we talk business all the time. Okay, so it makes you think about what you're doing. Okay, so yeah. on a t in a team, uh, you have to think about what you're going to do next week and make sure that whatever you do is going to impact on the dual OKRs, which are at the same time connected to the OKRs of the company. I love it. To be honest, it's an interesting idea where you say everyone kind of becomes more of an entrepreneur. I love the idea of everyone becoming, feeling like they're more of an owner in a way of a business of objectives, because as we've seen over the last couple of years, quite a few problems have existed because employees feel more and more disconnected from the companies that they're part of, right? And unless everyone is kind of part of that effort, that broader cultural effort, it's really key. One of the things, though, that I noticed as I was looking into the work that you're doing in the OKR space is this focus on maybe radical change and the speed of that change. And I know that you've spoken a little bit about how change can happen in 90 days. Tell me more about that. Okay. You can... Okay. People get surprised when you tell them, okay, I can change the, the course of your company in less than 90 days. Okay. So, uh, when, when, I, when you think about that, you, you may be thinking, oh, uh, probably you're talking about the small business here. Okay. So it's probably easier to do it in a small business, but actually, in fact, it's not, that's not the case. Okay. The only thing that holds you back to, to transform your company in 90 days it's the commitment of 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 the, the other company's uh, hierarchy okay so is there any is there they're really willing of will to change things you can do that in 90 days with no problem because as i said if you want to transform your company we have to change four things okay the first one is the way you prioritize okay and that's why we use okay the second one is the way you empower your your team okay you have to build that new ecosystem. And when they understand why, the, what is their purpose in the company, okay, you can empower them. You cannot do that before that. Okay. If people don't know what is their purpose from the business perspective, you just cannot empower them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we change the way we empower. We change the way we align them. So we, we need a new uh, operating system, a new business uh, management system. And then we change the way the, um, they learn, okay? The, the process of learning has to be changed. So by changing those four, only four things of working, ways of working, you can change the company in 90 days uh, with no, no doubt, okay? If, if there's commitment, okay, from, from the C-suit. You know, I think that the point, Jan, that you're raising about 90 days is actually quite important for a variety of reasons. One of the things that I find is that when you're transforming a business, there's a bit of skepticism that you'll come across. And delivering results in that first 90 days is not only helpful for the business in a broader point, but it builds trust for the advisor, <laughs> right? You know, Absolutely. for you. And so I think that that's quite a valuable one. 
I mean, let's put the work that you guys are doing at Jan Valverde into context of the broader business landscape today. Why do you think businesses are demanding kind of these faster programs and what kind of results can we imagine to see? The reason why it's, uh, as I said before, there's a big necessity of transforming companies as fast as the market change. Okay. So that's the first one. And what is really happening in the companies is that they are suffering too much. Okay. Too much. So the, the, the transformation processes within the companies are going very slow. So that's the main reason why they have, they need to transform faster. And if they don't do that, what we find right now, what I find in most of the companies that I, that I contact with is that um, they, they, they are suffering too much. Okay, You, you, you take CEOs and, and the, these CEOs are desperate. And in most of the cases, they don't know what's going on. They work a hell of a lot. They're suffering there and, and they are suffering personally as well. Okay, so, so the necessity is there. Now, one of the, 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 the most important things to get trust, as you said, Lance, is to demonstrate that you can earn more money in this scenario, okay? And that's the only way you can get trust, okay? You, 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 and if you can demonstrate that in 90 days, your numbers change, that's the only thing that, that counts, okay? So, and, I can tell you many, many things about how to transform that, but at the end of the day, the CEOs, they want to have a result, okay? So, and you, you can do that if you apply, okay, OKRs, you change what we talked about yes, um, previously. So the way you prioritize, the way you empower, the, the, the way you, you align all the teams in, in this ecosystem and the way you learn on the company. But most important thing, of all is the on the uh, using OKRs is that everyone in the company becomes a business owner, an entrepreneur. Uh, everyone is talking business all the time. Okay, and that aligns the company, and you get like a laser beam. You know, laser beam is the concentration on a small spotlight. You have a lot of energy, and that's exactly what we do when when you do that on those transformations in ninety days. But if you want to go for a 90-day process, I can tell you it's not easy. Okay. Not easy. Not easy. No, I get you it. You change management system, leadership is changed, the way you empower, prioritization, and learning. Okay. So it's, we go very, very deep in yeah. the company. Very deep, very fast. So tell me, I mean, over the last couple of years with the pandemic, are there ways that you've shifted how you approach these challenges with businesses? And has this pandemic moment changed the way companies are focused on transformation? Yes. Okay. I think we have to separate here two types of companies. Okay? Mm -hmm. One is the physical companies, and then the other ones are the service or IT or technological companies. So we, you have to split those two because even if you go um, virtual, if you have bigger conferences on a physical company, on an industry where you have a lot of machines and you have a big space, there isn't much you can do, okay? Because you have the, the problem of the machines that they cannot go faster. You, okay, so you have to separate that. 
But on the other side, on the companies which are services or tech companies uh, that they can go virtual and they can go digital, there, there has been a big, big, big disruption after the pandemic, during the pandemic. Okay, I have, uh, for example, I started working on a company which was a, a big American company uh, right after the, um, the, the pandemic, uh, big company, uh, 1,500 people. Uh, and I'm doing that transformation uh, from my home or from my office. Okay, And five years ago, three, four, five years ago, that would have not been that way. I'm pretty certain that they would have told us, hey, you have to be in the U.S. to do this or you have to go and see all the offices that we have around the world and mm-hmm. do other consultants. And we wouldn't have done it that way. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, you'd have that discovery phase for sure. And certainly there would be at least part of it that would be physical and on-premises for sure. I mean, now, Jan, that we're moving out of the pandemic and moving into this new world filled with new problems, I think in Europe, we're looking at the price of petrol for this winter being a big factor, energy costs being high. I mean, what do you see as the key drivers and the key issues for businesses going forward? Okay, so um, for for Europe, um, for Europe, and in general for businesses, I always say that you have to you have to think local, but sell uh, global. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to think about how to you have to how to evolve uh, evolve your business model so that you can sell at any point in the world. Okay, so and now that we are uh, facing the crisis, you have to think about how to sell in your services all over the world. So that's my case, okay? So my company as a young Valverde, it's it's only, uh, I started in in January as a a business advisory, but my goal is to make it digital, okay? So I don't want the the company to depend on me. I want to do, um, I I want to become a a media company so that I can sell my my service, the value, uh, in digital way so that I can sell abroad. Okay. So right. my, my, my advice to all the customers that I have is, okay, whatever you're doing now, think about how you can sell that whatever you, you, you can. Okay. But you have to go digital. You, you have to go digital to do that. So you have to leverage technology. You have to leverage whatever you have in your hand to sell abroad. So because there's going to be a huge crisis here, big one, especially in Spain. Okay. So next year is going to be very, very tough. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling that, huh? So you think that it's going to get trickier in Spain. Um, That's really interesting. I mean, it's something that we're looking at around the world, obviously, some of the challenges that we're going to see economically and how companies are going to react and regions are going to react and moving forward. And that's exactly why I would say these companies need to be talking to Jan Valverde uh, to get your advice. (laughs) If someone uh, wanted to learn more about what you and your group are working on, where's the best place to reach you? Okay, I have the company page. It's obviously the first place to be there, to to, to check. It's going to be in English in a few, few weeks. But uh, the most of the value content that I publish, it's in LinkedIn. 
Mm-hmm. That's my ecosystem. That's where my potential customers are, and that's where they can find me. And I, I yes, because as I said, uh, I want to become media company. Okay, I think every company should be a media company. Yeah. Okay. So so we are in the in the social media space, and that's where we have to be. Excellent. Well, Jan, thank you so much for being on on Cage today. We've been speaking with Jan Valverde Amunarith. He is the founder of Jan Valverde, which is a business advisory firm focused on supporting CEOs and board members worldwide on their business transformation and really applying some of the thinking that comes from the transformational process OKR into driving business change. And Jan has promised that it will be felt within 90 days and then build from there. So I'm excited to hear more about these results going forward, Jan, and we look forward to having you back on Uncaged. Okay, thank you very much, Ben, for, for the interview. Cheers.